<laughs> Here we go, second time round. Um, first off, who are you uh, and what are you up to? Uh, I am Ollie Willars um, and I'm a Great Britain international hockey player. Enjoying the radio voice there, mate. It's very yeah, nice. It's very serious. <laughs> I've never done one of these before, so I'm quite looking, quite looking forward to First it. podcast. First podcast. Oh, very nice. Exciting times. Um, yeah, really looking forward to like just having a chat to you about what you've been up to, kind of your journey into being a senior international athlete and kind of just a few other bits, which, to be honest, if I knew when I was growing up as a player, like probably would have helped me out a little bit, which is why I was really keen to chat to you just to kind of hear about your journey and, and all the stuff you kind of went through. Um, so first off, like what, what are you doing? So you're obviously a senior international player, like who are you playing for and, and what else are you up to? Yeah, well, uh, obviously the, the team are away at the moment in the, in the pro league. Um, mm-hmm. So they're on a tour. They left a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, they, they played Australia over the weekend, um, and then played New Zealand this weekend. So um, it's kind of a strange one because um, obviously I've, I've not been picked this time round. Yeah. yeah. Um, which which naturally happens in um, in what we do. Um, so I've kind of actually been back home. I wouldn't say a, a fitness camp, but there's <laughs> kind of been a, a bit more stuff yeah. in the gym and running, which is um, I mean. I just like playing hockey, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's the that's the hard bit of it, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been all right. There's obviously a, a smallish group of us back here, which is kind of fairly normal when the squad goes away. Mm-hmm. Eighteen go, they go only eighteen that can go, so they they disappear. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a group that usually stay here and kind of keep ticking over. Um, mm-hmm. So I've actually spent the last couple of weeks training with the the development squad, mm-hmm. um, which has actually been kind of really enjoyable. Nice. Um, yeah, considering I mean I want to be in Australia, obviously. Yeah, but, um, yeah, for sure. To be around here has been been pretty good. Yeah. Nice. And then who do you, who are you playing for at the moment? Uh, Beeston. So I've been there since I was uh, twelve years old. Born so, and bred. Yeah, Love that. Real, <laughs> yeah, real long time. So I've I've spent pretty just about kind of every single bit of competitive hockey I've ever played at, at, at Beeston. So um, yeah, I love that. It's kind of real big part of my life and. Um, I'm proud that I've kind of played there for so long. And only, there's a only few really boys who have been through Beeston, like from juniors through to seniors and stuff, isn't there? So like, there's yeah, definitely you. Like Wardy was a Beeston Ward, boy. Wardy, um, Dixie, yep. um, all kind of come through pretty much from when we were when we were junior internationals. Um, ben Arnold, he played kind of international hockey yeah. as well, and he came through our junior, well, later on in our juniors. So there's been a real good history of of players coming out of of Beeston um I think it's testament to kind of some of the work that, that some of the people have, have done um yeah. so you're saying you're, at the moment you're on like um you're on a slightly different program because obviously you're here and the, the other guys are out in Australia and New Zealand at the moment like what would your normal kind of training week look like from like Monday to Friday because obviously weekends it's free for games and stuff so yeah. what's what's your normal week look like um our general week would look something along the lines of pretty much a double session, kind of Monday, Tuesday, um, and then a Wednesday we quite often would have off now. Um, so historically we never really had that off, but the, kind of the last couple of years that's been more of a a day off. We do kind of, we do, um, we get on the Watt bike on Wednesdays, which, yeah. so our and C coach has done this kind of, you basically sit on the Watt bike for 40 minutes and you have to kind of maintain two times your body weight of wattage. And the idea, well, originally we got told it was a, a recovery session, but I'm Doesn't pretty very sure. Recovery yeah, like to me. I think most of the lads would say, kind of, this is you, you sit on that bike and you, you kind of get ten minutes in, you're like, oh, 
Well, it's meant to kind of be easy, like a bit of yeah, a recovery yeah, yeah. day. So we have that on a Wednesday now, which is slightly tougher. Um, and then a double session on a, a Thursday and Friday, and that'll kind of look something like a couple of gym sessions, pitch sessions, uh, about four pitch sessions. Then we move to our when the club season's on, we kind of we play our club fixtures at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of usually get a Wednesday and one of the weekend days off, um, and it and it varies. Um, okay. And the pro league's changed it slightly. I was going to say I must make it quite. I see, the only word that came to mind then was like dynamic in terms of having to deal with one the schedule, but then also trying to fit in other bits in and around it, like mm. club finals and obviously there was the clash with indoor, which yeah. didn't go down very well. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that's a that's a separate thing. But these things can't be helped. Like that's the diary. That's mm. you know when you're They're trying just, to compete with everything all over the so, world. So busy now. Yeah. Um, ultimately, you. Our club season goes from whatever it's September to kind of March, and then you've now got the pro league to fit in. We've got club indoor, um, mm. the summer fixtures that we get internationally. So you're pretty much now as an international athlete, you're, you're playing all year round. There isn't really a couple of weeks at Christmas, and quite often you're you're still having to train and yeah, yeah, yeah. and stay kind of stay on it because so often I mean. The, well, we late January the lads are playing Australia one of the best teams in the world and if you take your foot off the gas then then you struggle and that's that's the thing it is very much now the calendar is just go 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 and have you seen that change since you've come in as an international athlete because how many caps are you on now I, I think about I want to say 130 ish okay either side so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I don't regularly <laughs> check it um, but I think somewhere somewhere around there okay um, so then, in that time, that's obviously a few years accruement of senior caps there. Like, have you noticed a difference, sort of pre-post league, pro pro yeah. league? Yeah, I, I think there's been a big. I mean, before definitely the Rio cycle, it was very much kind of. There was generally felt kind of a tournament around Christmas, either side of it. The old World League mm-hmm. quite often came up, and you'd have about three or four months of training without much competition. Um, mm-hmm. Which, looking back now, I'm, I much prefer the schedule we have now. Um, I think, I think there's a. I want to say I think there could be. I think there's a bit more longevity to it as an international. Now. I think training constantly. I. This is probably a personal opinion, but I f- it's quite tough mm-hmm. getting each day training, 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 and actually now having a good block of training, some games, a little bit of a break. I think there's just a bit more. Um, variety to, to what we're doing and, and more competition throughout the year which is the big thing because the more we play against the best teams the better we are prepared as, as we move forward and yeah. I think you went through a period where it's definitely the Rio cycle it's kind of a world league here and there a big tournament in the summer but you have big blocks of training um, and I'm, I'm sure coaches at, at times <laughs> absolutely love that but I think as players we, we want to play we want games and yeah. and that's what the pro league definitely offers Um Okay, and then so like you say, you do two double sessions. Is it Monday, Tuesday? Your double pitch sessions? Yeah, we we our double pitch session would was on a Tuesday quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, so we train. Um, Tuesday would be a morning session and an evening session. But now we kind of the day got really big on a like long on a Tuesday. Yeah, so yeah. now we kind of do a. A good hard session followed by some some set piece work. So a lot of penalty corners um, work. Monday and Thursday are our gym days, and we have a pitch session either side of. Oh, sorry, we have a pitch session in the afternoons of those days. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then Friday we, we train as well. So, um, yeah, throughout the week there's good variety. Yeah, that's, I think that's the that's the that's the good thing we, and that's the the nature of the centralized program is. Well, I'm I'm sure you'll find as a club coach you get like a night on a Tuesday and a night on a Thursday, and it's kind of to cover <laughs> everything. Obviously, there's so much to cover. It can be can be really difficult. Yeah, and I think yeah. obviously the nature of the centralized program is is we get to focus on stuff and can one week we want to focus on. Um, so attacking outlet stuff, or and the next week deep, whatever. But yeah. we have time to really focus on it, and that's You've the got time the to go into the detail of, of everything, haven't you? Yeah. Really, which is yeah, which is pretty decent to to have that that time and everything else. So, 130-ish caps in. Yeah. Well, anybody who knows what the actual count is, just drop us a message. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be really helpful. Yeah. Any proper hockey badges <laughs> out there who know Willars's stats? Um, how did you? What was your journey to becoming a senior international athlete? Um, my journey was definitely a, a different a different route to kind of I think most most as you progress you play kind of your junior hockey through your sixteens, eighteens, twenty one seniors and and my international career didn't start I don't think until I was I think I was twenty two, but in the twenty eleven, twenty twelve season at Beeston I I kind of spent that season in and out of the in and out of the first team. I was kind of understudy to Ali Wilson, who was going to the 2012 Olympics. So, kind of he was around most of it. But when he wasn't, I kind of stepped in and played at fullback. And when mm. when he was, I either benched a little bit and played a few minutes, or I kind of dropped back down to the second. So I was in and out. And that was the 2011 2012 seasons. So that season finished kind of May sort of time 2012. And by November the same year, I made my international debut in Australia <laughs> against India. So I went in the space of six months from kind of playing pretty much in the second team at Beeston to um, being in the first team. And we, and we started that season, the 2012-13 season at Beeston, we started really well, but I kind of went in and they were my first real, they were the first time I was starting games in the Premier League. So before that, I started the odd one, but mm. in the build-up to that, I was still kind of, the season before I was on the bench or playing second team and that year I for whatever reason I think Al wasn't playing a bit and there was an opportunity that opened up and I had a bit of bit of time to play I mean we had an unbelievable team that season yeah. our team was on a different planet to be honest um, and I ended up going that and actually so that first tournament I got picked in Australia there was I think 10 Beeston players out in oh Australia my God. <laughs> that's amazing and, and that and that excluded Ames David Ames and Tim Whiteman, who who both came into the program the following year when it started, um, so we had a we had a seriously <laughs> seriously good side, um, but it was yeah, a, I guess a very different route to to what happens normally. So then you didn't do any like sixteens, eighteens, twenty ones, none of that. No, nothing. Um, I played my school hockey juniors at Beeston, but I never I never played any junior international stuff until that that my first experience of any sort of a trip to Bisham Abbey or a Lillyshaw was was in that in that in that time. So how did you get picked up then? Was that through the club system because you were playing really well within the club stuff and you were like you were noticed and like nomination or yeah I, I, I there was obviously when the Olympics finishes there's always this kind of turnover of players or people unsure and and when 2012 finished there was the, the there was a Champions Trophy kind of obviously they're gone now but the old Champions Trophy that was in in that November and so there was a bit 
I know there's a few of our boys that knew there was this opportunity was going to come up and Lee Boy came to a few of our games to watch and Bob was at a few of our games and I just assumed at that time they were just watching the lads that they were where there was a good chance that you got George uh, Dixie there was a few of the boys that were in our team and I was assuming he was coming to watch them and obviously as this time went on they had spotted me and I remember when I first got the, the call so it is like a this is how I remember my first cup it is a phone call like and I remember it was still at uni so it was a it was a Thursday morning <laughs> so, oh yeah because uni Thursday mornings knows. are great aren't yeah, they yeah <laughs> so it was a Thursday morning I'm a student so my phone rings it must have been about half nine in the morning and I wasn't going to pick it up. I was half asleep on a Thursday morning mm-hmm. at university. Cinema. Yeah. And <laughs> he's phoning me. I thought, oh, God, I want to see it. So I picked it up. Like, Hello? Ollie, it's Bobby Crutchley. <laughs> Great Britain coach. I went, <clears throat> got out of bed, got clear my throat. <laughs> I was walking around. Yeah, in yes, my bo- Bob? Yeah, walking around <laughs> my boxes. Oh, hi, Bob. Yeah, yeah, speaking like, yeah. He said, um... We're looking to take you out to to Australia for the Champions Trophy. Will you be around? Like, what's your schedule looking like? Like, what what you up to, sort of thing. It's like, yeah, free I now. think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be all right. So, <laughs> oh yeah, definitely free. Yeah, Every, yeah whatever. Yeah. Whatever was there is gone. So I had this call, and I went to. I think the selection was the next day, the official selection. So the the lads were a bit kind of. Um, nervous, off waiting to find out if they got selected, and I kind of this selection was coming out. Of, Five o'clock on on Friday, and I remember Griff Graham Griff ringing me up, and he was the beast of manager, and he was absolutely ecstatic, like mm. buzz. He was so happy. Um, he's an emotional man at the best of times. Yeah, but <laughs> he was so happy, and then, and I knew that I was going to be in this squad. Obviously, the lads are all waiting, and this squad goes out at five o'clock, and my name's like there's a load of beast lads. My name's, and my phone rings instantly, and Pinner like, what the <laughs> hell is going on, like? <laughs> ringing me up saying where's that come like amazing how I'm so happy for you and then the phone was going off and the boys messaging nice. um, so it was kind of a, a whirlwind but obviously a very different route to to what kind of people generally go down yeah and I think that's I think for me that's so it's so important to kind of get that message out like there is no one particular path for players that want to become senior international athletes like and like don't beat yourself up if you don't make it 16s 18s 21s like you know you think of someone like Dan Fox didn't do 16s 18s or 21s went to two Olympic Games you look at Wardy didn't do 16s 18s did 21s went a very different route again via indoor and then which is another totally different subject you know and actually it's so important for everybody just to to just keep working really, really hard yeah. and then just trying to put themselves in the best possible position. And then, yeah, you can go from there. So on that then, obviously, club hockey then for you was massive. Like, Yeah, huge. So, yeah, sorry, yeah well, I was going to say I was, I was just very lucky. I had a couple of fantastic coaches. I had Martin Jones, who, ex-international. Great player. Unbelievable player forward. And he was... He was really helpful for me and and taught me a lot. Um, and Matt Taylor as well. So I had I had those two guys, both ex internationals, that kind of I'd been through it a little bit, but 
really worked with me. I spent, Jonesy was great for me with my kind of in the club training stuff, but I spent a lot of time off the pitch with Tails working hard. And I think it was, to me, it wasn't about, I wasn't working hard to necessarily, I was like, I want to be an international hockey. I just enjoyed trying to get better and and, and learning new skills and, and trying to move my game on that way. And actually, as a result of that, I was lucky enough to do that. But the chance to play for Beeston and, and club hockey, I think, just shows that there is those opportunities there. And people, are, you you play your club hockey and you do well. There's there's nothing to say that that route couldn't happen for anyone else. It's about. I think eventually people do get to those those positions. And it's mm-hmm. like you said, it's just working hard, keep at it, trying to kind of. And it's and like and I think the really interesting bit that you said is like. It wasn't like, oh, I want to be a senior international, like, that's my North Star, like, that's what I want to be. Like, you, and people talk about, pro, like, working through the process. Yeah. You know, and I think people say that and don't really, like, yeah, okay, it's there, you know, I want to work on, you know, I'm going to work on the process, but still there's, like, I've got one eye on that. Whereas actually just wanting to be better than you were the day before, mm. like, from from what it sounds like for your journey like that's all it was about like can I be better than I was yesterday and like how can I continue to move forwards in that vein and I think that's so important to, for for anyone like young athletes listening to this like just take that message like just be better than what you were the day before and if you don't make a squad you don't make a squad like yeah. you move on and you go to the next thing I think we it's it's so easy to get caught up in oh, I need to be selected for this or I need to do this and I think when you get so focused on on that kind of the outcome mm-hmm. um you, you yeah you lose a bit of perspective and you and you you beat yourself up and you you kind of drop back to square one almost and you start have to start again and i think to me a lot about when i was playing was it was about trying to get better each time i stepped on the pitch um even the simplest stuff just being able to push a ball consistently you think as a fullback playing the ball consistently into a, to a centre half is under pressure. They need that ball in the right place, and that's to me was an example of just even if it's something simple as that, just playing a push past ten yards and nailing it every single time. Mm. Just the real detail. I took pride in trying to, to get better at that, and I think as a result, my my general game got better because I just wanted to get better at little little bits of it all. Yeah, and I think that that can then transfer into so many different aspects of life. You know, whether it's you wanting to be a big be a better coach run a better business like just having that aspect of i want to tidy up you know just a little bit every time i get out i just want to be that little bit better in what i'm trying to do so yeah i think again i really want to stress that anybody young players listen to this podcast like that has to be the message and 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 also like keep enjoying your club hockey that's like the massive thing it's so important like i'm a huge advocate of club hockey i've been fortunate enough to be involved in some pretty decent clubs and and everything else and actually a good club environment you can see the guys that have gone through and and are are doing really well because they love the club environment as well you know you look take Dixie for example he loves his club hockey yeah like you can just see like when he puts on a decent shirt he loves it and that's what that is so what it's about it's about fun it's about you you do your drills and and you try to improve but have fun doing it's just all about fun and that that to me would my whole experience about club hockey I'd say it's been fun it's been there's been different periods of time where I've been kind of the junior looking up and seeing some of these guys and 
and then moving in to be a real part of the team and then to be a kind of a key figure now more a senior player a bit you're an old boy now I'm I'm getting there (laughs) I'll tell you next I'm 30 this year mate (laughs) I know my career is gone (laughs) so quick just talking about my debut in 2012 and now we're talking about 30 now it's like (laughs) older but I think and again like you're smiling just even talking about the club stuff like like you say it does go quickly so don't get don't beat yourself up about it like I think again sort of a about my journey and I said a little about this when I was talking to Tom like I sometimes lost that enjoyment factor because I got a bit too kind of narrow focused on what I was trying to do and, and just kind of lost the love of it a little bit and I think I'd wish I'd just almost just let the reins off a little bit and just yeah. enjoy it more and just be in the moment because yeah. like you say it doesn't last forever so actually just enjoying it when you're in it like is yeah. so key and like I'm 35 now so yeah. actually and I stopped playing when I was 25. Yeah. So I stopped playing a little while ago now. And yeah. part of me still thinks, oh, I wish I'd sort of carried on playing yeah. a bit more longer. But you actually... the other day when you put the, put the kit yeah. off. Oh, wow. Thank you very much, mate. I mean, <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> um, so then, obviously, being a senior international player, you need to have decent stick skills and everything else. But what other aspects do you think like make a decent senior international player? I think now if you, you look at our programme, we've got nutritionists, psychologists, um, amazing S&C team, physio team, we've got the, kind of the whole thing, um, which you'd obviously ex- kind of expect when you get to, to, to where it, where we're at. Um, but I think the, there's some key parts to it now. I think physically, the, the better you are as a senior player, the better. The big thing I would say about that, though, is is everyone's different. So I think it's so easy to, it's the classic kind of, you do a fitness test or whatever at any team and you always compare yourself to the best the best runner. Mm-hmm. Or the, so I might be like I'm six foot three or whatever and I'm comparing myself, it's a bit bigger, and comparing myself to one of the, the little whippets that <laughs> kind of in our team, like a Zach Wallace who's up and down, it's, Weird. you don't compare it you don't so I think that would be the big thing is physically is so important but recognize what your strengths are mm. so and everyone has their own strengths physically and, and and everyone's different so don't I think big thing is don't compare yourself to other people because we're all different just be the best you can be physically and whatever yeah. your strengths are be that make them the best they can be yeah because actually you need to be robust physically because the training's hard exactly. and being able to not break during a tournament is massive like you just have to be and again something we were talking about with Tom earlier in previous episode like if you haven't got that physical robustness and that that kind of core strength and physical kind of attributes to your game like you'll only ever get so far yeah. like you have to have that so that you, you don't break and you can work on and that's it's stuff you can get you can get better at yeah. um, and again that is going in and, and definitely the physical stuff is unfortunately there's hard it's hard yards yeah um, and that is a but we you can get better at that by working at it mm. um, by getting out on the pitch running up and down it getting in the gym lifting weights um, muscle can do all sorts of stuff you can do to get yourself in the in the best place um, and then obviously I guess there's the psychology side as well huge yeah I, I, that's that's the biggest thing since I first started as an international player to now is I think that's become more and more important um, and the work 
the work we do collectively is I, I think has been huge and has moved our squad on a lot. Um, but also individually, how you how you prepare for a game mentally. So we we quite often now do um, individually do like a mental warm up, which is, is is to be honest is basically just thinking a bit about the game about um, stuff that may frustrate you or make you we call them red triggers that make make you mm-hmm. a little bit angry. Um, so that could be as simple as uh, it could be the heat you're playing with the heat it could be a real red trigger and, and and that's about and then you have a way of dealing with it um so the heat could be my red trigger and actually your way of dealing with it what might be your thought process about it might be well they're in the same position I, yeah it's not just me feeling like this everyone's feeling like this you'll yeah. be all right sort of thing and it's and it's about making those things that might set you off a little bit and and yeah put you in the red um seem less significant and actually right i know i might feel like this so when it does happen i'm ready for it it's not a surprise um so that's a a small little thing in those mental warmers it's just about thinking about and preparing what might what might get me out of my comfort zone i'll make it feel and so when it does happen or if it does happen you're ready and you have a you have a method of dealing with it um and i think now hockey the international game is so quick so much happens there's stuff going on um and it's about being able to deal with that and and, and 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 find a way of coping with it to to get the result you want in the end um, and not to go off off track. Yeah, because so many things happen so quickly, and you and also now with quarters and everything else, like you get those those physical and mental breaks in the game as well. Yeah. So that makes a huge difference. But still, fifteen minutes, you have to, you can't let anything like jolt you even for a second in that at senior international because that's yeah. the difference between a goal or not a goal exactly and yeah. that's either conceding or scoring so being mentally tough on that is massive yeah. um, so a couple of minutes left if you were to give two or three like tips for a young aspiring player who who has got those aspirations to be a senior international athlete what would they be? It's a good question. It's, this is the sort of you. you get, I get you get asked this, and and it's really hard because I, I think everyone's everyone's kind of so different. Mm-hmm. My big thing would be is about trying, like I said, those little one percent is it's getting out on the pitch. Ultimately, the players that get there in the end have just spent so much time on, on the pitch, and little things are just trying to trying to get better. And and you might go out one day and try and work on a skill and, and work well and you might feel you've not got any better at it or but actually that time you've invested on the pitch and and trying to work on it um longer term will stand will stand you in good stead so i think that's a big thing i think just having fun and trying to in, enjoy the journey you go on whatever that is and and trying to improve the game but and also when you do get the setbacks that's the big challenge because everyone everyone at some point in their career will get them some people might get them when they start out as under 13 you might get a, oh I didn't get picked for the team or or now as a senior international you it it happens the whole way along your journey it's about just being like actually yeah okay yeah sucks a little bit and um it's frustrating but it's about getting back on the horse and going again and mm. and having that resilience just to keep believing in yourself and keep trying and keep trying to get better and if you get knocked back go again and keep at it um, and that'd be my big thing I think is just you just got to keep going and and when yeah and when it doesn't go your way learn from it and, and try and try and go again next time nice um, well 
mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's flown by. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's gone really, gone quick. really quick. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been great to chat to you, and there's been some real, for me, priceless bits of information there for for the guys who are hopefully going to listen to this. And so, yeah, just thank you again so much for your time. Um, it's been a blast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, good work. Catch you on the pitch soon. Yeah, cheers. <laughs>